pause to consider. The podcast where you put your busy day on pause to consider spiritual encouragement and wisdom on your walk towards God's kingdom. Thanks for joining me. I'm Sam Taylor, here to get you thinking about the Word of God. Have you ever walked on a paved sidewalk at a school campus, only to find a footpath on the ground nearby? Now maybe it cut across a field to get you to another building more quickly, or perhaps it just cut a corner to avoid an intersection. Wherever it was, you probably saw people walking through it, figured it would save you time, and you used it yourself, perhaps without even thinking twice about it. These paths that circumvent designated walkways go by different names. Some call them cow paths, others call them fishermen's trails. Now the name I came across which really resonated with me was desire paths. They're not just found on school campuses, they're on hiking trails, public parks, really anywhere groups of people travel. They are the theory of the path of least resistance in action. Like water going around boulders in a river, people tend to follow the route with the fewest obstacles to get to their destination. These appealing shortcuts become more attractive when the grass gets worn down because the paths are shown to be viable alternatives. For this reason, desire paths tend to perpetuate themselves, at least until a more efficient path emerges. The path of least resistance is well-worn because it's easier. It's a road with fewer obstacles, less waiting, and less stress. In our spiritual walk, we follow these desire paths when we do what's natural and convenient instead of what's right yet difficult. Now the Lord himself warned his disciples about looking for the way that avoided difficulties. Let's read what he told them in Luke 13, verses 23 through 28. And someone said to him, Lord, will those who are safe be few? And he said to them, Strive to enter through the narrow door. For many, I tell you, will seek to enter and will not be able. When once the master of the house has risen and shut the door, and you begin to stand outside and to knock at the door, saying, Lord, open to us, then he will answer you, I do not know where you come from. Then you will begin to say, We ate and drank in your presence, and you taught in our streets. But he will say, I tell you, I do not know where you come from. Depart from me, all you workers of evil. In that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth when you see Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and all the prophets in the kingdom of God, but you yourselves cast out. The disciples had a question for the Lord. Will there not be many people saved? Rather than satisfy their curiosity, he told them what was necessary to satisfy their need. The issue wasn't that believers wouldn't make it through the door. The problem is they would balk at entering through it in the first place because they must strive to do so. And striving implies extraordinary effort. That doesn't resonate with a species that looks for the easiest way forward. If we try to enter from another way, a way that didn't involve extraordinary effort, we'll be told, I don't know where you came from. And following a desire path that can't get us to where we're going just isn't worth taking. The mindset of coasting through life, it needs to be foreign to Jesus' disciples. Failure to heed this warning will make us strangers to the Lord when he returns. 
So what keeps us on the correct path? What prevents us from straying towards one that seems more efficient, but ultimately makes us weaker disciples? Let's check out Psalm 119, verses 97 through 106, to see what the author of this psalm did to keep themselves on the path. Oh, how I love your law. It is my meditation all the day. Your commandment makes me wiser than my enemies, for it is ever with me. I have more understanding than all my teachers, for your testimonies are my meditation. I understand more than the aged, for I keep your precepts. I hold back my feet from every evil way in order to keep your word. I do not turn aside from your rules, for you have taught me. How sweet are your words to my taste, sweeter than honey to my mouth. Through your precepts I get understanding. Therefore, I hate every false way. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. I have sworn an oath and confirmed it to keep your righteous rules. To keep ourselves from straying away from the path, it must be lit by the word of God. This isn't to say that we need to be scribes in isolation studying 24 hours a day, but that our steps must be directed by where God guides them to go. And when we follow the path of least resistance, when interacting with the household of faith, we ignore the needs of our brothers and sisters. And Christ commanded us to love each other, and that people will know us by our love. Trying to find a shortcut that makes our lives easier while ignoring the needs of our brothers and sisters in Christ isn't love. We won't be recognized by the master if we act this way. When the Bible lights our steps, it points us towards Jesus, who declared that he is the way, the truth, and the life, and that no one could come to the Father but through him. We can't go up to the gate and try to find a way around it. We need the key. The key to open that gate is to confess that Jesus is the Son of God. No desire path can bypass the example of Jesus Christ to get to the kingdom of God. There are no shortcuts. Is doing what's right in God's eyes difficult at times? Absolutely. But God will make it manageable if we allow the steps Jesus took to become our desire path. If we follow Christ's example of sacrifice and dedication in all we do, if we accept the path wrought with obstacles as the only real path to take, he will recognize us, and he will welcome us at the door. And that will make all the obstacles we face worth it. Because when we get through them, with God's help, we'll be at his kingdom. This is the way. Walk in it. To wrap up, I'd like to reflect on a wonderful passage from Isaiah. It's one that reminds me that no matter how long or winding or uncomfortable the way can be, God will help us keep our feet from stumbling. We just need to make sure that following him is our desire. Reading from Isaiah 26, verses 7 and 8. The path of the righteous is level. You make level the way of the righteous. 
In the path of your judgments, O Lord, we wait for you. Your name and remembrance are the desire of our soul. I want to thank you for joining me for another devotion on Pause to Consider. If you enjoyed this devotion, I hope you share it with your friends and with your loved ones. If you haven't already, make sure you've subscribed to Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts to make sure that when a new devotion is released, you get an update right away. If you have any questions or feedback, I'd love to hear it. You can email me at pause to consider podcast at gmail.com. You can also reach me on the Facebook and Instagram pages for Pause to Consider. But above all else, I hope this devotion was helpful for you. And I pray that God will be with you until we meet again, whether it's on our next devotion or in God's kingdom. God bless. Thank you for listening to Pause to Consider. I'm Levi, and I wanted to be sure you've heard about a few other podcasts in the WCF network. I am actually one of the co-hosts on a show called A Little Faith, where we explore faith breakdowns and buildups with different people who have very powerful stories to tell. That's A Little Faith. Tom and Naomi are exploring how we interact in our ecclesial relationships in From the Platform. It's a very in-depth series that is incredibly helpful for understanding and developing compassion and better listening practices. You can find both of those wherever you get your podcasts or our website, wcfoundation.org slash podcasts. Have a great week.